0: Today, Blues fans, we're here to talk movies, DVDs, and Carl's going to fill you in a little bit about what's happening.
1: If you don't have tickets, stay away. (laughs) It's going to be, you know how they closed down Rib America for like, they closed down all those streets when they have those concerts, they used to have those concerts down there. It's going to be 10 times worse than that. So, and the Cubs are in town this weekend. So,
0: oh,
1: (laughs) yay. Oh, I didn't realize that. Get there early. We're going to talk about Rocket Man here in a second after we introduce our guest. Ma around minute 21. Godzilla around minute 34. Brightburn around minute 45. Shadow around minute 50. We're going to talk about Tom's interaction with Tommy Wiseau and at the Way Out Club around minute 56 movie news at one hour and eight minutes, new DVDs at one hour and 10 minutes, and we'll talk about the St. Louis Blues at one hour and 14 minutes.
0: Well, I'm Lynn Venhouse. I'm Carl Middleman. And we have a guest this week, Tom Stockman.
2: Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah. Let's tell
1: everyone a little bit about Tom.
3: Yes.
2: I am editor of the website, wearemoviegeeks.com, and I have been for about 11 years now. Also, I host a variety of uh, movie events here around town. I host the Midnight Show at the Tivoli. I host a show at the Way Out Club. Used to be called Super 8 Movie Madness. Now we call it 16mm slash Super 8 Movie Night. That's all I've been doing that for uh, 10 years as well. My um, co-host Three Stooges Night, the second Monday of every night over at Schlafly Bottleworks. I host the A-Film Series, which is at Schlafly Bottle Works. And I'm very involved with uh, this local cinema around town and the St. Louis International Film Festival and things like that. If
1: you've gone to a cinema event in town, yeah.
2: more likely Tom has been in charge of it
3: <laughs> or a <laughs> or, or, or 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 part yes. of it.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, and you've uh, had drive-in lectures at oh, yeah. the yeah, Missouri yeah. History yeah, Museum. Uh, uh, and don't you do late-night groundho- a grindhouse no, at the... No, 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 that's Luma? Andy
2: Treifenbach, although... That just ended. They kicked him out of uh, the moolah. They kicked him out of the high point about three or four years ago, and now they just kicked him out of the moolah a couple of months ago. So he's looking for a new home as far as I know. Oh. No, but I I was never the host of Late Night Grindhouse. I always went, and I always helped promote it, and I always loved uh, the choices they made. But uh, hopefully they'll be able to bring that back.
0: Yeah, they were the only ones that showed Mandy.
2: Well... Yeah, originally, yes, but we showed that at the Tivoli a couple of months ago. And oh.
1: Tom and I saw a movie that we are going to talk about in a little while. Yes. And I was surprised Tom brought his young daughter to the movie, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. All let's, right. let's start off with a big release of the week, which is the Elton John biopic, Rocket Man.
0: Yes, yeah. Sir Elton Hercules John. No,
1: Reginald Dwight.
0: Yeah, born Reginald Dwight. It it covers his early years and it covers his career of uh, hits from 1970 to 1983. Although you wouldn't really know that because one of my main beefs about this movie is there's no timeline. None? No, no. no. Is it
1: is it like bohemian rhapsody bad timeline or is it just scattershot
2: well you're gonna have a cow well i, I think um, <laughs> bohemian rhapsody at least told the history of the band in a, in a, in a linear, in a linear a, fashion no I don't it think was never saw the covers of elton john's albums in these movies which kind of gives you especially if you're our age kind of gives you a, a reference point to, to when uh, what year these might have been uh taking place in but in this in this new movie rocket man it's like he's a kid and then he's a teenager, and then all of a sudden he's got these hits that we're all so familiar with, it just seems to sort of sneak up on you suddenly.
0: Yeah, it ends with him in rehab. And okay, so 83. Still so
1: basically,
2: it's his up
1: until he leaves his record label. He went from MCA, and then he went to Geffen, and I think that was
0: after rehab. Well, we don't even get into that. Nor do we get into any of his Grammys or any of his uh, well future. Like no, none of the Broadway stuff. None of the no, Lion King. Well, oh, no, eighty three would that. Yeah, yeah. Or sad Princess
1: songs die. say so much. Is that in the film? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Okay, think Okay, so, so that's like right after that.
2: It's, right. Um, I'm still sanding is how it ends. Okay. Right. So that's eighty two. You're gonna have
0: a cow because <laughs> the timeline Move. is okay. So he's at the Troubadour for his first gig that made him famous in 1970. A, there, there's a live album of it. That That's oh. the very famous LA nightclub that had like James Taylor and Carole King and all that. Neil Diamond. So he's there 1970. And the first song he plays, Carl, yeah, is the 1972 Crocodile Rock. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That song wasn't even written yet. So I thought, the, the first thing I thought of was Carl's going to have a go. Well, it <laughs> and, should, be, it should yeah, be your song. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah that's earlier. And that's much earlier. In the film. the best part of this movie is the relationship between Elton and Bernie Taupin. Mm-hmm. And Bernie Taupin is, is performed by Jamie Bell, who's fantastic in it. And I'm a big Jamie Bell fan ever since he was Billy Elliot in mm-hmm. 2000. And interesting enough, Elton did the Broadway version musical
1: for Billy Elliot. Billy
0: Elliot mm-hmm. And the director... Uh, no, the writer of the film, Lee Hall, wrote the movie Billy Elliot. Uh, so there's that little connection there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Taron Egerton mm-hmm. is very act- is very good as and Elton. He keeps uh, Elton John keeps
1: sending Egerton copies of positive and negative reviews. He keeps tweeting mm-hmm. them over to him oh. and texting them to him because it is being well reviewed.
2: Yeah. yes. Well, oh, yes. Uh, there's a lot the most of part. good energy. There is. There's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of good... It doesn't all work. I mean, they, they managed to fit a whole lot of songs in this movie, and, and and they do that by not only showing Elton performing in various venues, but then there's these fantasy sequences where Elton or other members of the cast break out into his songs, and not all of those work. There, there's sort of these bizarre fantasy scenes. He's singing underwater, and there's a child singing along with him. Is uh, Davy
1: he- Johnstone in the, the his... Legendary guitarist. Is he mentioned at all? I don't
2: know if he's mentioned by name. If he is, I don't it, recall. So basically,
1: the Elton John Band is just Nameless Faces?
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty so. much. So, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. The writer. No, the only thing is, uh, well, the movie. Uh, starts off with his, his first manager who hooks him up with Bernie Taupin and, and it's old school because Bernie uh, would have these lyrics and he he sent them to the management company and then they handed him off to Elton and then they finally meet and then that's their pattern. Uh, Bernie hands him the mm-hmm. lyrics and Elton just, just whiffs at the piano.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting collaboration the way they showed that those two men uh, working together. My biggest problem is that there, there's all this stuff kind of in the middle of the movie where Elton's miserable and he's doing drugs and he's drinking and he's crying and he's vomiting and he's hating his mom and he's hating his dad. And this stuff just goes on and on and on and it gets a bit dreary. I think um, Bohemian Rhapsody was a much more joyful film on balance, even though the pall of Freddie Mercury's death is hanging over the whole movie. It's it's a much, much more fun film, I think, than this new Elton John movie. They call this a
0: musical fantasy. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we have choreographed numbers like a Broadway show. And I mm-hmm. think that's in the future. This movie's going to be adapted for the stage. Yeah. You can just tell. And so, you know, jukebox musical.
1: Since it ends in 1983, does there... Have the opportunity for a sequel, 83 Until Now?
0: Oh, I would think because they do a little, you know how they do the wrap up at the end about how he's been sober yeah. for 28 years and he's married and with children, and it gives that, and he and Bernie are still friends. writing songs mm-hmm. together and still friends. And uh, so it shows all that, it doesn't show anything about Princess Die, because you know no. his number, the number two best selling single of all time, no, it's next one. to. Well, Christmas? I I just Are you going to say yeah, White Christmas. Yeah, White Christmas being crossed because I looked it up before we came today. Okay. So White yeah.
1: Christmas has probably sold more copies Elton John's uh Candle in the Wind 90 whatever. It it's is. yeah,
0: Goodbye English Rose. And that uh, is 1997. I have money. no idea
2: that was his best Yeah, yeah, song. that's his, uh, really? that's his well, best,
0: 1997. Now, now there's <laughs> a flip side to that. There's yeah. a non
1: Diana song um yeah, Candle in uh, the Wind. N- well, no, besides Candle in the Wind, there's a there's some um Something about the way you look tonight is the flip side of that song. Yeah. So there is something else that is actually the biggest single, right.
0: right? And then uh, they they don't ever play a full song, at all. No, no. I would think are, I'm are, still standing is pretty close. And they totally and that's ra- at the end. <laughs> they totally duplicate the MTV video from 1983.
1: Now, okay, so in Bohemian, a lot of people are going to compare this to Bohemian yes. Rhapsody they because sure. as same they same director,
0: right? Dexter Fletcher. Oh well
1: original oh, yeah. Well, yeah yeah anyway, he yeah. rescued it right yeah. all right so two questions one is it better than bohemian rhapsody i'd say no i would
0: say a little yes because i thought bohemian rhapsody got a little lifetimey
1: okay and now in bohemian rhapsody it was a mixture of rami Malik uh some guy and freddie mercury's vocals they've mi- they mixed all three of those in. a professional right. singer was the middle guy and in this one is Taryn Egerton. Yes. He's singing He's everything. He's singing it all. And it's a yes. little
2: off-putting because you're so familiar with these songs. Right. We've heard these songs so many millions of times that they're so ingrained in us to hear somebody else singing them. It's a cover band. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite sound, right? Takes some getting used to, I should say. But, but you're, do you get song. okay with it? I was okay with it, I guess.
0: I, I well, Elton was the soundtrack to my life because in 1970, your song had a lot of was when I was sure a junior in high school and then all through college, everybody well, had, yeah, you all had all the greatest Elton. hits. Yes.
1: That greatest hits, yeah. the first greatest hits album is amazing and the second one's good too, which is weird because like that's got Levon on it which sh- should have been on the first one and they're just like, you know what? We can have enough from greatest Hits We can make a greatest hits too, even though we only put out two albums. If we put on songs that were hits, but not really hits from the greatest hits one. And so those two albums are a good snapshot of like mm-hmm. six years of songs.
0: Right. And uh, they, you know, they've got Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which is his all-time best-selling album. Mm-hmm. and uh, a double album. The,
2: I thought that was one of the worst musical numbers because its like Bernie Taupin standing up in a restaurant singing it. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. Uh, now, do they I, hit and everything on
1: that album? Do they hit uh, oh. Saturday Night's All Right no, for Friday? Yeah. No, do they, do the they hit Harmony? Night, Although,
0: uh, they do have that, but that, oh, you're going to hate this. Yeah, the Saturday uh, Night's all, the all Right for It's in the beginning of when he's yeah. in a bar just playing as... Like you know, I'm the piano player uh-huh, in yeah. this in this band. Okay, yeah. When Letter he gets party out there,
1: fighting, well, so you they... couldn't get any more literal. Oh, okay, so do they do like uh, do they do uh, Alice? No, no, they don't do. Do they do mm-hmm. harmony? No. So they leave off. The all... hip, do they yeah. do uh, yeah. love lives bleeding? No.
3: No, no. All
2: of No, those. they
0: don't even do Leave On. They do But they do a lot of songs. They do I mean, t- I mean, Tiny Dancer a little bit, but it's weird because it's Teddy you know, Beck it's can, Bernie yeah. Taupin's girlfriends that's the tiny dancer, yes. but they don't show him at all in this. So do they so, do yes.
1: the Kiki D Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. That
0: was actually they, one of the better yeah. scenes. I kinda yeah. like really it. now part. I think uh that Taryn uh, what he does he really goes to emotional depth here with the sad stuff and the pain and then the glory like on stage he's very electric just as Elton John was and the costumes by Justin Day who also costumed bohemian rhapsody they're fabulously flamboyant and just copies some of those iconic outfits like the sequin dodgers uniform Mm -hmm, and then the queen and and all that so they show that but the tempo and the style and the tone of the song sometimes is is different
1: do they have a a, elton of course is a british Mm -hmm. uh, icon and he also spends a lot of time in australia do they show the major event in his life that happened in Australia, such as his marriage to a
0: woman? Yes. Um, it does show that, but it doesn't give too many details. No. They don't they they show them getting married. They show that like, she's a sound he's his um she, Renata Blow, I think is their last name. She um, was his sound engineer and a good mm. friend. And then it shows them in the studio looking at each
2: other, like with you know. So they were you know. they were in love, or do they? What did they? That saying? whole uh, sequence lasts five
1: minutes. Yeah, it's and, and yeah. if that, it's that's a really good. Yeah. And then it's a throwaway that he married a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then they and don't then even he you, don't know that's you don't know that's nineteen ninety. You don't know that's nineteen eighty four, and it doesn't say what it does show is they show getting married. And then they have separate bedrooms in their house, mm-hmm. and then they're sitting at breakfast, and he's apologizing yeah, to her. They're They're not They're, I'm not, sorry. Comu- and they're so not communicating. I'm and so it's it's does three years. Does
1: he say he's gay? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's, that's, then he
0: has it shows the John Reed relationship, and it has a big, huge sex scene that's pretty graphic, and more so than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah, because Bohemian Rhapsody was was PG PG thirteen, and this is rated R. Right? Because
1: Elton John said, "I'm sorry," and you know what? If Freddie was alive, he would have said the same thing. Mm -hmm. He would have said, "This is not. uh, I'm not a PG thirteen kind of guy. I'm an R rated guy."
0: Right. So apparently, some countries aren't showing this movie because of the sex scene, and Elton John refuses to delete it. Well, I'm. He's executive producer.
1: uh, um, Well, just the rest of Queen was executive producing Bohemian Rhapsody. And mm-hmm. so he probably, Elton, he also is a cause to celeb. So he he still hosts the AIDS. Did they talk about yes. him hosting the AIDS? Thing every that's year? in the like, wrap-up. In, in the
2: addendum, yeah.
1: Yeah, right.
0: that's in the credits. They're so, showing the real people, and then it gives the little bits about how he's raised more than $450 million mm-hmm. for for AIDS.
1: The uh, With the Vanity Fair, Elton John effort for AIDS party after every Oscars is a big deal. You have to show up there. And so it'd be interesting if this movie's nominated for Academy Awards. He would have to. Well, he's already won an Oscar. He won an Oscar for Lion King.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be. Taron Egerton may very well be nominated, but I, I think is, the movie is better will sort than of Rami be, Malek. Uh, I would say no, but I just think by. I think they're the same. Goodwill. I just think by the end of the year there'll be a lot of other performances that are going to edge him out. But he still may be nominated. Besides that, I don't. I don't see the movie being nominated for anything really.
0: Well, costumes? I see, co- I th- I see yeah. costumes. I see costumes. Set decoration. Mm,
2: I don't know.
0: I don't
1: know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here we
2: are going. One thing right. we haven't mentioned is is the the woman who plays his mother. We were driving. I gave Lynn a ride, and she goes, "I don't like Bryce Dallas Howard." I don't. She, Wait, she, she then, plays that, his mom. Yeah. Yeah, she plays his mom. And on the way home, we well, were both like, "Yo, Bryce Howard was actually quite good in this film."
0: She's actually pretty good. I yeah. give her that. Yeah. Yeah, she has the accent down. Uh, Elton's mother wasn't exactly a motherly type no. mother. And, 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 and the dad wasn't but, very
2: supportive either. No, no very a, cold a, and distant. Yeah. Oh, There's, there's a, a very s- moving yes. scene where he goes to visit his dad, and his dad has two little boys from his second marriage, and his dad really just doesn't give a crap about them. He, he not be famous? The, it's, probably, yeah. uh, it's probably the saddest scene in the film.
0: It is. It's really sad. And then he goes on a big bender after that because, you know. He used to dad, drink a lot. You know, and then Hug, um, the dad would never give him a hug and yeah he is so it's really sad but his grandmother is played by the wonderful british actress gemma jones
1: yeah I
0: know who she is. Yeah, she's Ivy, his grandma, who takes nice. him to... He was a child prodigy, and... Yeah, he she, could
1: play a piano at a young age.
0: It took him to the Royal Academy of Music where he was on scholarship. Wow. And she's the one that took him, because the mom was like, I don't know about this. And, and dad the, didn't care. And the grandmother was mm-hmm. like, you get very few chances in life, and this is your chance. And so he could just play by hearing. Does... uh,
1: yeah. Play by ear? Yeah, play by ear. So So <laughs> yeah. does... Do Elton or David or anyone have, like, cameos in the movie playing other people? No. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I don't think there's any type of... uh, Definitely uh, not Elton. Yeah, no. And uh, Richard Madden plays his lover and longtime manager, John Reed, and he's from Game of Thrones, Mm. and he also is from that... a BBC series called Bodyguard and he won the Golden Globe for best actor. Oh, Bodyguard.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I that. He comes so, off as a bit of a psycho
0: actually. Yeah, he's he, I know he's Well, yeah, a but bit he's the ex, he's
1: the ex-boyfriend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll love the Troubadour scene. Tate Donovan is Doug Weston. Uh-huh. And and they all go to a party at at Mama Cass's yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Interesting? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I, was it based on a true story? Now, oh, do they say anywhere? Because unlike Bohemian Rhapsody, they do not say based on a true no, story. No, they don't. Because it's mostly fiction. But do they say based on a true story here? No, I don't I think don't they recall. do.
3: No, no I think they,
0: I cause they're, they're billing it as a musical fantasy. Yeah. So the fantasy elements, you know. Make it like a Broadway musical. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's well, a But see,
1: the th- difference is Queen already had a Broadway jukebox musical called We Will Rock You. I don't think Elton has had. He, no.
0: he has not because he's had, he's had Aida. He's had,
1: yeah, he's had Aida, Lion King, and,
0: and uh, Billy Elliot. Wow. Yeah. So
1: so his, his songs are already on Broadway, right? Well, but not jukebox music. Like there's yeah, been a Billy yeah. Joel, of course we
0: all know Abba. There was a Paul Simon, I think. Yeah, so so we're gonna be. I'm sure this is. I think it's gonna be a huge crowd pleaser, just like Bohemian Rhapsody. People are gonna love it because Elton John but, has been such a soundtrack to yeah. people's lives.
2: I don't think it'll be as big as Bohemian Rhapsody. But he, it'll, but, it'll be big enough, but it'll. It,
1: Queen's huge in England. That's yeah. that's what propelled it to be so big.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Elton John is a worldwide star, but he is also huge. He's. He went out of favor for a while, but I think he's back in favor currently. I think this could actually help him. Oh sure. Oh
0: yeah, I think because he is still standing, <laughs> that's why I think they did the
3: mm-hmm. the
0: uh, number at the end. I think that's how they wound you know wind it up. But I will say that uh, I gave it a B plus because. The timeline, not having that, drove me a little batty. Well, that's why I hate. You and know, that's why I hate Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, right. Well, that's why I was like, well. And then uh,
2: the the errors, the, er- the continuity. There's continuity yeah. errors.
0: And then. But people
1: didn't seem to care about that with well, Bohemian that's Rhapsody.
2: Well, because 99% of us aren't music historians. And, and, did then work it, for Most, rock most people radio? don't really care. Exactly. I
1: know. And it's yeah and, and they, they just <laughs> like the
0: songs they just but those songs are so infectious and that's yeah. why i think taron edgerton just just gets a hold of that electric energy and there's a pinball wizard number mm-hmm. when he's on stage really good really really because he was
3: in the movie it doesn't show any of right? that
0: john lennon stuff but it does show how it he doesn't? got his name yeah. no it does show how he got his name uh elton john he looks at a picture of the beatles and he says
2: elton john hmm yeah, so, they, don't sh- they don't say how he came up with Hercules, though. No. So
1: now they don't talk about like him helping out with whatever gets you through the night or no, anything like that? No. Mm-mm.
2: Maybe he likes Steve Reeves' movies. No. Huh. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, it, he had a very bleak childhood. And the two young people that play uh, young, young Elton, Elton and then, and teen, then Elton. teen Elton are quite good.
1: Okay. Yes. Do they sing and play? Well, they probably yes. play yeah. the piano. Yes, yeah. they
0: do. They do, and they look totally awkward and nerdy. And, well, and, uh... I, I want
1: to see it. Unfortunately, I was... I'm sorry. Fortunately, I was watching the Blues beat the Boston Bruins.
0: I know. I got home just in time to uh, uh, listen to the overtime, and uh, I think my heart stopped. Well, that's good. So, (laughs) yeah. All right, let's move on. (laughs) He was giving me the Blues score when he went to the
2: restroom. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. They were showing in the lobby. (laughs) Good job, Tom. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on to the other major release of the week. Well, there are two major releases of the week and besides this. well, there's no. three, really. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, there okay. are three. Oh, two besides this. And, yes. So Batman. let's talk to, about the one that Tom and I saw, yes. Octavia yes. Spencer's Ma. Ma yes. It stars Diana Silvers, who was just in <coughs> Booksmart. That's right. She is um, She's the mean girl in Booksmart without giving anything else away about her character. And it, she actually filmed this movie first. Octavia Spencer helped her get in with Olivia Wilde for Booksmart because she was filming this and she asked Olivia... Octavia Spencer for help and she, Octavia Spencer helped her get into Booksmart. Oh wow. Mm. So this movie was actually filmed first even though Booksmart came out a week earlier. So uh Diana silver plays Maggie and Juliet Lewis plays her mother, which makes me feel old. I well, remember that's that's Juliet, Lewis, Juliet was Lewis was a juvenile a actress yeah, yeah, uh, at, yeah, well, Cape Fear. Yeah. Yes. Right. But that was 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I oh, let me quick aside a Juliet Lewis story um i was not a fan of Juliet lewis i didn't like her in cake fear i didn't care for her in natural born killers I, I it's not it wasn't her it's not fair to her it's i didn't like the characters that she was playing and so i was in iceland about 10 years ago and somebody said hey what do you think about Juliet lewis and i found it a weird question i said i'm not really a big fan and he said okay we should go because she's standing right behind you yeah. <gasps> in Iceland. Oh. And Ice and in, in Reykjavik. We were at a nightclub in Reykjavik. Damn. Yoko Ono, speaking of the Beatles, and Juliet Lewis were both in Reykjavik, and Juliet Lewis was standing right. I could have had a wonderful moment with Juliet Lewis if I wouldn't have been, you know, honest and truthful. But she is actually very good in this movie. And yeah. she she's playing the mom. And so they move they move from California, they're from San Diego. But they moved back to Mississippi and no, I think it's Natchez. I thought it was Iowa,
2: or Ohio. Or
1: well, I, the license plate looked like Ohio, but they're oh. in Natchez County, which is in Mississippi, and they filmed it in Mississippi. I think there's too. even a
2: line that says, "What are we doing in bumfuck Ohio?" Oh well, um,
1: the, the, the Did you guys? Can we cuss on this? No, that's fine. No. Go yes, on. we um, can
0: so we're not FCC okay, regulated okay.
1: so but where's Natchez oh I don't
0: know no, that's, that's I where they pull it.
1: it doesn't matter they it, they're somewhere in the Midwest or the South yeah and so um but it's it's a enlightened South because the all these white kids have black friends that's right so um <laughs> including mall which is that is what we'll talk about that in a second that's oh. kind of weird so these kids so Maggie meets these friends they say hey Uh, Hang out with us today. Mm. and so. But her mom's overworked. She had plans with her mother, and they made fun of her for that. And so her mom's plans fall through because she's working at a casino, and Mm. so she has to do a double shift. And so she gets to go out with the friends, and they make friends. One guy is hot for her. One guy's Mm. a couple. And then the African-American kid, he's just – he's not even comic relief. He's just – He doesn't have much to do. He does not have much to do. And so they're all trying to get beer and – this is a small town i don't know how they thought they could just go yeah. to the convenience store yeah. and get beer and octavia spencer plays sue well, ann and but sue don't ann- interrupt
2: they're hanging out right in front of the front door of the yes. liquor store too yes yeah, that's not how you do it you no. go to the side of the liquor store yeah. and you wait for people that are parking over there
1: exactly because <laughs> like the owner or the uh, clerk of the convenience yeah. store can see exactly. you it's it's yeah. so weird and so octavia spencer sees them and gives them Try to give them the brush off. Then she realizes who they are, which is all... We'll talk about that in a second. Mm. And so she agrees to do that, and then they meet her again, and she does it again. And she buys them beer and says, hey, you can hang out at my house, yes. which is also kind of weird. In my she, basement. She also works at the veterinarian, who played by Allison Channing. Yeah,
2: who I think was on the set one day. If and that.
1: Because yeah. she does the same scene
3: three <laughs> yeah.
1: times, yeah. and then... And then she also has another weird scene at the end, but it's so it, it's nonsensical. I wanted the movie to be out and out balls to the wall crazy. It's not. It try it's a it tries to be a slow build. There are a couple jump scares. It wants to be a horror film, but it want, it's more of a psychological thriller and then it becomes a revenge fantasy and it doesn't know what it wants to be and it doesn't go far enough. It I can't see this getting any traction because it's not in I wanted it to be more insane. It had the roots of being insane. It's not
2: insane. Tom, I, disagree. Take I off. totally disagree with you. I think this is one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. And I mentioned earlier that I host the midnight show mm-hmm. uh, at the Tivoli. I think this would be a great movie to show at the midnight show in a in a year or two. I mean, we saw it at the Creve Corps. and that the Creve Court crowd tends to be a little obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always looking at their phones or talking. This this was like fun a crowd movie. People were screaming and all the right and predominantly
1: African American yeah, crowd. so it, they're it yelling was, back at the theater. Yeah, great. I mean, Only it was a one lot big of time. fun,
2: but it, it was scary. But it wasn't like. You know, hereditary gets under your skin, pet cemetery kind of stuff. No, no, it was this it was just was like goofy. Mostly bloodless horror. And it was funny too, and there was some genuinely laugh out loud, knee slapping, funny moments in this film. And I just thought um Octavia Spencer was absolutely fantastic. I can't even think of a character to compare her to. There's no. a little bit of uh a little bit of Kathy Bates and uh, Misery maybe or Carrie. Fatal Attraction. Well, there was a whole care they even they pulled ideas from Carrie with the with. I don't give anything away with the crazy mom mm-hmm. and even with the flashbacks to her high school days. Um, this movie, like I said, was written by the director of The Help, which Octavia Spencer right. won an Oscar for. And, mm-hmm. and he wrote this movie just for her. And I think he did a great job. Um, I like this movie quite a bit. Mostly because of Octavia Spencer and the way she carries this movie. I also, if, if you watch the trailer, or it, it looks like it's like a teen slasher it movie where not. teens line up. But what they do, and I think this is smart, they introduce all these adult characters.
1: Like Luke Evans. Yes, He's a, great and, as Ben.
2: Right, and, they, they, and, and these adult characters are well cast. So it's mm-hmm. really these adult characters that are standing between... And Missy between Pyle multi- as Mercedes. Yeah, Misty Pyle was kind of a mean girl in the '90s. So Except she
1: looks like a transvestite yeah. at the yeah. very be- in her very first scene, yeah. where she's doing something uh, that yeah.
2: she's, a, she's a drunk and a bitch and she's horrible. <laughs> so yeah, so really, it's it's I don't want to give away too much, but I always do. Um, it's it's these adults that Ma is really killing off,
1: or want, or <laughs> uh, plotting her revenge against. <laughs> and but you don't. Then, it, it takes too long to get to that point, and I, I think it. I, what I don't like is I wanted her because she seems really sweet for a while, and mm. if there was if there was a little, she looks more flighty than she does crazy because this has to have been building up in her for twenty years, and what I'm thinking was the parents they all oh my gosh Sue Anne you're still here it's a yeah. small town yeah. they would have known the the leaps in this are very great because they would have known that Sue Ann is still in town. Even though they don't yeah. hang out with her, they would have known that, oh, and Sue Ann has, well, I don't want to say, but yeah, yeah. Th- there are ties to these kids and they should know, they should know more than they do. And especially their parents should know more than that they do because even yeah. even early scenes with Ben and Sue Ann don't make sense logically. And I and I thought if they would have just put a little a little more effort into making those connections, and oh yeah, she's crazy, or oh I haven't seen her in years. Uh, if if there was a little more uh, contriteness even beforehand. But everyone, you, you know, there's people that were mean to you in high school. True. Oh yeah, I was you, a big nerd. <laughs> you, but every but everyone like ninety nine percent of those people besides the ones that were oblivious they realized that everyone was a jerk in high school Mm -hmm. and they they said oh man i you know that one time sorry about that but this this well not in this one and that's what bothered me about this and if there was more crazy if it would have been more over the top Mm. more campy more a little just more
2: i thought it was very campy and i i there's always going to be leaps of faith in horror films and thrillers, though. And I kind of disagree about the pacing. I thought there it was, it was a great buildup. Ma um, was introducing she sort, of has sort of a childlike sad quality be, about her. Mm-hmm. And then she steadily builds up. By the end of the movie, she's, she's pretty insane. darn crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought well, they did a good job with it. And it's only 95 minutes long, so I, I yes, was never bored for a second. That's
1: great. That, and I do, I do like the fact it's tight. It's tight. It's just, I think, you know what? This movie could have actually benefited for being 10 minutes longer
0: oh interesting well i would thought like when i saw the trailer yeah i thought exactly what you guys brought up that it was a teen slasher thing that kids are going to get
2: mowed down one by one mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. i
0: thought and yeah. and what you're telling me is totally different so
1: that's yeah. very it's interesting
2: pretty, it's pretty gruesome as well it's another gruesome r-rated uh violent yeah horror there's movie.
1: stabbings and there's uh and there's
2: a... slashings
1: and shootings
2: and there's a one scene pulled right out of Strange Land involving a needle and thread. And another I scene uh, pulled right out of I Spit the... on Your Grave okay. involving genitalia.
1: All right. With, I'm going to talk um. in code here just for a second. Um, <laughs> near the end, Tom, can you tell, did the preacher's daughter get out? I don't remember seeing her ever again.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Because <laughs> that's, a loose, the, that's they, a loose end.
2: Yeah. They all sort of ran out, but I don't. I don't it didn't make it. Yeah, the ending didn't make all that sense because <laughs> they were all drugged.
1: Yes, and then they all wake up at the exact same yeah. time. You
2: think the guy with the got the hot iron on his belly would, would, have, have, woken, would have woken him up? Yeah,
1: the shock or, would have or woken him woman- up.
2: With the other thing that happened to her, um, you think she would have woken up? But and they th- almost sort of woke up, sort of groggily. Oh, I, I what's agree, going
1: on? <laughs> yeah. But and then there's the preacher's daughter who yeah. gets knocked out, and then you never see yeah. her again. And then well,
2: she wasn't one of the main characters, so I guess it's like who cares? But
1: but she was a very funny character. Well, she was
2: earlier in the film. Yeah, she had a really funny moment. But yeah, it, it was a big laugh. I
1: wanted to like this movie a lot more. I'm uh, Tom. I'm glad you liked it because I that did. this is your genre. Oh yeah,
2: I love it. I, I I actually loved it. I'm gonna put my review up tonight. I'm probably gonna give it five stars. And I've only done that once this year. Uh, Scotty so.
1: Landis and uh, Tate, Taylor. Yeah,
2: Tate, uh, Scott, Tate, Tate Taylor. Tate Taylor also directed. played the cop. Oh, really? That was the director.
0: Uh, what was your first oh, uh, five-star movie this year? Um, I'm curious. Dog's Journey.
2: Did Is, you see it, that?
1: Was that, the, that was the sequel to A Dog's Purpose? Correct.
2: Okay. Not, not to be confused with A Dog's Journey Home, which I also saw, which tried to rip. Right, that was the the female dog. That wasn't too bad, but this dog's journey is my favorite
1: movie. Okay, so uh, also this is a Blumhouse production. Yeah, yeah. And Jason has done wonderful things Mm -hmm. to the horror genre and we thank him a lot. And if it wasn't for Jason Blum, a lot of these movies would not be Getting made or not uh, or to a mainstream theater, audience, maybe at
2: Redbox or something. But you mentioned earlier you wouldn't have taken your daughter to that film. She's I, the same age as my daughter, I believe.
1: Right, my daughter is now a sophomore, mm. um, and like I wouldn't have taken her to Booksmart. I think that's a junior senior movie. Yeah. Um, you know your kids though, yeah. so and I and these girl these kids are, I guess, sophomore juniors. Yeah, because they, they never give them ages. They never they never go to school. <laughs> yeah. They oh ma, I'm sorry, we can't party tonight. Uh, we've got homework, and that's just an excuse to stay away from mom. They're not really yeah. doing homework, um, and the time you don't know what time of year it is. It would make no. sense if they were consistent, but y- you're not looking for that in yeah. this.
2: Um, but I, but you you had a good point about bullies and movies. They're always coded right. as bullies, right? And they and that's that's just all they are. I don't I don't understand. I, I knew bullies in high school, but some people they were a jerks. lot more complex than they are in the movies.
1: Some people are assholes.
2: Um, yes, no doubt, but. Even, even assholes have their moments. But uh, I, I've been taking my daughter to R-rated movies for several several years, and I don't really even think about it that much. I, when I was a kid, my dad took me to see The French Connection when I was nine, when that was a new that movie. That guy gets shot in the back. Um, so, and I turned out okay. So I, I, my dad was always really cool about taking me to see R-rated movies.
1: Now, how was your daughter with the... Uh sewing scene.
2: Uh, she was okay because we have watched, she comes, she stays with me every Friday night and we've watched, you know, The Devil's Rejects. Oh my. Um, we've watched all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah, but at home you can put those and on pause bloody, and Bloody
2: Valentine and, and don't and, have the lights yeah, off. Yeah, but I never do. <laughs> and we do have the lights off. We have a good time. Uh, no, that's just who she is. Now, my older daughter w- would have freaked out. She wouldn't right. have liked that stuff and she's uh, four years older. So. You know your kids. Yeah, I do know my kids. And, so, and,
1: you know which one you could take to a horror yeah, film. Yeah. I would not have taken mine because yeah. she would have been up all night yeah, but okay. but that would be texting boys in there. There you go. Oh no, I'm not I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> all right, so the other major movie this week Tom did not see but he is the expert on
0: the Godzilla series, right? Well, yeah. it's been sixty-five years since the first one, and Tom's pretty much seen all of them. But, I think I've what, seen all of them. Uh, but uh, this one is One of the reasons fourth. you are, are you saw Ma instead because they yeah. had him on the same night. Yeah. So why? Well, it's two why, different kinds of films, right? Well, so I, why are I,
2: you? Where are you going to see Godzilla I'm see it on IMAX? I, I I had tickets in advance to see it on IMAX this Saturday night. Our buddy,
1: our buddy Max Foise says this is the best American made Godzilla film of all. And of
2: that's them. pretty low standard. <laughs> yeah.
1: But he sa- he says that the director should be very proud yeah. of what he has accomplished. And this is the third or fourth in the series.
2: Well, this is if you count Godzilla. Kong, Skull Island, which I understand do. there are references to, then this is just the third.
1: Kong does not show up, but
2: they mention, they mention him, him a lot. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Mm. So this is the third one. Uh, this is the third one I like I can say.
0: Well, the 1998 you know. uh, Matthew Broderick one was terrible. Yes. The 2014 one with Brian Cranston, I was not a fan. That of.
1: was that's the first one in this series.
0: Okay, and yeah. so, uh, but there was one since that you really liked Godzilla. Uh, Shin Godzilla, but
2: no, that was that was a that was, was that Toho Studios. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that was a Japanese film. Okay, so tell us all about the uh, what, 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 about the Godzilla movies. What, what I didn't like about the one from 2014, it started out pretty good, but then it just was a slog. And then they killed
1: their main character. Yeah. Yeah. immediately
2: yeah and then then it wasn't it didn't come to live for the past 30 minutes um but i've been a huge fan of godzilla movies ever since i was little in fact i just hosted a screening of the original king 54 godzilla at schlafly last month when i was a kid you know we'd see that on tv and remember raymond burr yeah raymond burr with steve martin
1: Well, didn't they edit that stuff in yeah the American they when version they, when
2: it was imported to the u.s they they so when I grew up, it was always Raymond Burke. Raymond Burr was always looking out he the was window. The, he, he was, was the always, reporter. Yeah, he was just standing in his office with a notepad, looking out the window and making comments. Um, now,
1: and, when you watch the original one, does it make sense that the Burke, was there a Japanese character that they no, just replaced? No, not They just no. added Raymond Burke. Well, and
2: then they cut out They cut out some of the more, the original one from 1954 is a much sadder, more serious, Well, it's a political commentary. Cowley's yeah, uh, Tommy. Is... As well, yeah. So they cut a lot of that commentary out and they stuck in these scenes with Raymond Burr so American audiences could relate to him. Don't know a white person there. (laughs) So then about 20 years ago they ran the original Japanese cut of Gojira which was called in Japan at the Tivoli and I saw it then and I haven't seen the Raymond Burr one ever since. Now I kind of want to go back and watch that Raymond Burr movie again and then when they did uh, Godzilla 84 in 1984 they brought (laughs) Raymond Burr back as Steve Martin and they filmed. Mm -hmm. uh, But it was basically the same thing. It was like him but it was color this time standing there. uh, Making comments while looking out the window as Godzilla um, destroys Tokyo. Um, But yeah, I've been to like the Godzilla convention that they Mm -hmm. have up every year up in uh, Chicago. It's always a lot of fun. Um, So I don't know if I've seen them quite all. I think there's about 32 in the series now. I did get to meet a Harahu Nakajima, who played the original Godzilla in 1954. In the he was, suit? Yes, he was just a guy in the Japanese stuntman industry, and they, he got, kind of got tapped out to wear the Godzilla suit. And he, he wore the Godzilla suit up until 73. When he was probably um, in his well, 60s. <laughs> well, it was Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Oh. And then they get, that's when the new guy, I don't know the new guy's name, but he took over Godzilla, and, and uh, Nakajima played the Smog Monster but then nakajima retired but then you know then they flew him to chicago this was probably 15 years ago and and he's he's he was like a big celebrity and there was hundreds of people hundreds of americans standing in line to get his autograph
0: <laughs> aren't uh, the rodan ones the more most popular
2: mothra you know? no i would say well, the godzilla ones are by well, far the no most but
1: popular. yeah but it's godzilla versus mothra godzilla uh, versus rodan and
2: god uh, mothra is really my favorite character in that universe it, for one thing you get, remember the singing fairies Mm-hmm. Um, they were these, Maybe. and I, I don't think the singing fairies are in this new uh, movie, which is unfortunate because the singing fairies really added an element of uh, poetry and, and really beauty to these Godzilla movies because they would they would sing these hymns, these lullabies to, wake to up Mothra. The Mothra. Yeah, and they were there were really something. Um, I, they were called they were called the Peanuts. There, there were these two twin. Uh, Young women and they toured all over the world because Mothra was such a popular uh, movie internationally. They were on the Ed Sullivan Show. These two little girls, um, they eventually grew up. I think just one of them died a couple of years ago. But I've always loved Mothra. My favorite Godzilla movie is probably, well, it was known in the U.S. as Godzilla versus the Thing, but it was originally called Godzilla versus Mothra, and it was made at, I'm going to say in '63. Um, that that's my favorite. That's even got a little stop motion because you see uh, Mothra's. Uh, feet and then there's some stop motion in there with mothra which was kind of an added touch because you almost never see a stop motion in those godzilla movies i also like godzilla versus king kong which was uh, a couple of years after that that's a really good one too that's well a funny speaking
0: one. of godzilla versus king kong what's up with the 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 new godzilla gonna fight king kong yeah, well with... i
1: think they're, they're well it's, it's it called out. the monster verse this is that's what they call huh? and right. it's godzilla and king kong And what did you
2: think of Skull Island? I love Skull Island, very much. Yeah, it was very exciting. The special effects were fantastic, very exciting. So the first
1: Um, one is Godzilla. Sorry to cut you uh, off. First one's Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then the next one is Godzilla versus King.
2: Um, Godzilla versus Kong. uh, Oh, sorry, Kong, I can't read. I don't think they're using the word King for some reason.
0: Well, this is King of the Monsters, the one that's out now. Yeah, and it's
2: got Rodan, it's got Mothra, and it's got Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. This, this new one that
1: happens yes. tonight. So our, so,
2: and with, who are the people in? So it? So fans are excited.
1: Oh. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: Vera Farmiga is in it. Yes, and, I saw her. Um, uh, the, the Japanese actor that was in the Last Samurai that was nominated for an Oscar for that. Kyle Chandler, Vera yeah, Farmiga, Chandler.
1: Bradley Whitford, Sally uh, Hawkins, uh, Charles uh, Dance, Thomas right. Middleditch, Thomas. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um.
2: Thomas Metal Ditch versus Godzilla. There
1: you go. Aisha Hines, David Strathairn. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ken, you haven't seen Star? him Watanabe,
2: in a long time. Yeah, Ken um,
1: Watanabe. Yeah, Zhang zi Yeah. So from but uh, Crouching cares? Tribal.
2: Who con- cares who's in these Godzilla movies? I just want to see monster. Well, but you know, with
1: Kong Keiju Skull Island, Battle. you you had Samuel Jackson and John who, Goodman. Now was yeah. that was that yeah. more uh, character driven or was that more Kong driven?
2: I think it was. I think it was split pretty evenly. Okay. And I, mean, I think
0: John C. Riley deserves I, an Oscar uh, nomination so for too. King he a, he for Kong, blast. King Island. He was so good yeah. in that, yeah. and uh, Brie Larson was in it. Did you like uh, it? I like Skull Island. I noticed how big Godzilla was. I mean, how big Kong was. I was like, I think yeah. they supersized him. And then somebody said it's because of Godzilla coming up.
2: Yeah, that could be. I, 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 hmm. You had mentioned. Shin Godzilla, which was this very interesting Japanese film that came out a couple of years ago, and it didn't follow the the, the previous Godzilla movies. It was like Godzilla appears, and he. But nobody's ever seen him before, so nobody knows who he is. This is a really fantastic movie if you can dig it up. Well, it's called Shin Godzilla.
1: Channel eleven used to show them every in the
2: seventies oh, yeah, and eighties, sure. they used to show a different Godzilla movie every yeah.
1: Saturday at noon.
2: Yeah.
0: Part of our childhood.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. We all grew up on Godzilla. But this Shin Godzilla, though, he starts out as a tadpole. He's got these googly eyes and this big tongue. He's like something Ed Big Daddy Roth might have designed. And then he grows and his blood's gushing. Due out to of his nuclear gills. waste. And, well, they don't even go into that, but it's all about uh, the bureaucratic incompetence in, in battling Godzilla because nobody knows what to do and the writing is really sharp and that was actually uh, made by a guy, I wrote his name down um hideyaki ano who was a very famous graphic novelist and they sort of handed him the reins for this t- to sort of re re-imagine godzilla and they came up with the shin godzilla and in shin godzilla he's 400 feet tall wow. godzilla is always supposed to be 100 feet tall so he's 10 you know a 10 story building that's where godzilla is and shin godzilla he's 400 feet tall so he's towering over these t- tall so, buildings in tokyo so
1: how big is kong in skull island is he 100 feet tall yeah,
2: too? He's well, way bigger you than the In the original King Kong one. in 1933, he was all over the map right. you know, yeah, in terms of size. Just, they really didn't pay that much attention. Oh,
0: inserting uh, Broadway musical theater again, yeah. uh, King Kong is, um, is going to get a special award at the Tonys oh, yeah. for their puppetry. Oh. Yeah. I hope that comes to
1: Saint Louis. Well, let's see here. If I'm just trying to think of Kong climbing up the Empire State Building, I mean, he's only as tall as the spire. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, you can tell yes. in Skull
2: Island. Yeah. He's he's like what? Yeah, he was, 5 times
0: he, bigger cuz it's he's
2: huge.
0: Yeah. When he comes out of the. Yeah,
2: that's probably so he can match up against Godzilla a little better. Although in King Kong versus Godzilla, which made the, the mid 60s, they were the same size as well. That's one of the worst Kong suits, though. <laughs> Look,
1: looks so like is a it,
2: fleet. It's like, now, like a moth centered or something.
1: In Godzilla and probably in this movie, is it all CGI or is it a guy in a suit? This
2: new one? I'm mean, going to assume it's all CGI. Okay. I mean,
0: yeah. Don't they do both motion capture and uh,
2: the CGI in a lot of these now? Well, I consider motion capture a form of CGI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess.
0: Hmm. Well, well good luck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be oh, anxious to go. see what you say after. Uh, yeah. See I'm what not reviewing is it going to be on? I say, it. So I is think it going to be on Geeks? Bats,
1: what's that? Is it going to be on Weird Movie Geeks?
2: Uh, Jim
0: Batts is going to review
2: it for and Weird he's Movie Geeks because he's the one who's uh, he's yeah. the one who saw it. So when know, I'm reviewing Mall.
1: When are you gonna? Put your review up. I
2: don't... You know, if one of us reviews it, then two of us don't have to review it. That's the great thing about we we're movie geeks. We have several critics, so... We so they rotate, yeah, and they they it's really reviews. great
1: because the uh, movie studio say all right which one of you guys is reviewing this i'm just here as a fan yeah Yeah,
0: i know well um another movie that you saw that we didn't that we didn't even talk about last week because it was not screened for us critics but it has a st louis connection jamie gunn is the producer of bright okay james gunn james gunn but he grew up in st louis as jamie gunn and so was he
1: at slew it, yeah. As jamie? yeah
0: yeah yeah when he was married to jenna fisher he was jamie gunn yeah. and so yeah so brightburn is the name of the movie and you movie geeks all went en masse and saw it saturday night so tell us about that
2: uh, it was written i believe by james gunn's brothers is that correct it was it was credited sean? to two, well, no
0: the other
1: one the other one's so he's it got was like to six two problems. people whose
2: last names were Gunn, and they but it wasn't sean or james so I, I well yeah maybe one of his I, brothers is a writer.
1: writer I did know uh, that okay
0: they all went to Slough
2: High yes uh, okay and most of them were lawyers I don't Except have a whole them. lot to say about um Bright Burns oh, it, it was I kind of enjoyed it quite a bit when I was watching it it's about this uh childless couple that live on a farm in Kansas and this meteor falls out of the sky and lands near their farm so huh. they go to this meteor and they open it up and there's a baby you know it's so, oh, <laughs> Superman <yeah>. so. <laughs> Which is kind of clever, but then when the kid reaches puberty, he becomes this—you know—he has these extra sensory powers and you know, superpowers, and he can fly, Superman, and he can shoot rays out of his eyes, and kill people. Um, Do they give the Superman creators a credit? No, no, they don't. They so have, now,
1: hold on. Does yeah. he like? Does it take 14 years for him to get puberty, or does he have a no, rapid no, accelerated growth? It does. It does. It so does. he's he's uh, he's a part of the
2: earth people. He, Does he know he has powers? Not until he hits puberty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then and he, they didn't then he know he slowly either. realizes he has powers. Like it's, he's trying to start his mower, his lawnmower and he gets frustrated so he picks up the lawnmower and he throws it across the field and that's kind of like he said, wow, I didn't know I could do that. And, um, it, 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 it's, huh. Like I say, it's not a great movie because I haven't really thought about it all week. I saw it, you know, five days ago, and I haven't really spent much time thinking about it, so it didn't really stick with me. It's, it's got some very gruesome death scenes, I will say that. It's rated R. It's gorier than Maul. So, well,
0: uh, Jim Bats thought uh, one of the reasons was that uh, because Jamie uh, James, Gunn James Gunn is going to rescue Suicide Squad for D.C., that maybe uh, D.C. is not going to... Do anything about this movie that's so similar to
2: Superman? <laughs> uh, so how does
1: it how does it differ from Superman?
2: Well, he's a he's a he's a is he a villain? He's a villain. Yeah. Okay. And he's a horror character. This is what would happen. He wears a
1: cape. This is what would happen if Superman right. decided yeah, to take his to power for, the, for
2: right. evil for for evil. Yeah, I, I think it didn't really do very well. That got even underperformed over the week. I think part of the part is the title. Brightburn. I can no, never think of it. What movie did you see there? And I'm like Bright Bart or Bright Bart. Really? I can't remember <laughs>
1: the right wing uh, yeah. news. Oh, God, I, just, I
2: just can't think of the title, and it's it's a bad title. And it refers to the city. You know, they they, go, they all go to Brightburn High School. It's okay. still a bad. It's oh, still a
0: bad okay. is it kind of trying to be Smallville, but yeah, guess, but yeah. in, in opposite universe? Yeah. I never saw Smallville,
1: but yeah, I, I I suppose. Ten years worth. I saw ten I years enjoyed, of yeah, Smallville. Definitely. I enjoyed
0: that I never when I watched. But it
1: wasn't it. Pam Greer on there. Um, Pam Greer? Hmm. Yes, she was. Oh, she okay. was. Um, who's the? one that viola davis is now playing
2: yes
0: oh yeah 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 i know
1: she was in charge of the yes the the
2: the government the government person yes the
0: government person
2: elizabeth banks and david denman i believe his name he was on the office elizabeth
1: banks okay so he's using his yeah but he's elizabeth banks has been in his movies before Uh uh-huh like uh, was she in slither or what was it? What was the other one? There was Super. It was really good, but that was wasn't in, that in was there. Rain,
0: that, was that was Rain. That was Rain Wilson, Wilson. and, uh, Liv, and Tyler, uh, uh, Liv Tyler. Really? I Slither. thought oh, Ellen, it was Page.
1: Ellen Page. Oh, Ellen Page. Oh, Ellen, Page. Oh, Ellen Page was in it, too. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Uh, I think it was Slither. Kevin,
2: Kevin Bacon was in there. I,
1: I want to say that...
2: Uh, Slither? It could be. Michael Rooker was in Slither. And... Uh, Greg well, Henry. He, well, has you a, know, he has a lot of people I've that he likes Slither using. Well,
0: well, it's seen, had 19 theaters, and so we didn't get it screened for no. us. But Jamie Gunn's last movie that he produced, The Belko Experiment, was not shown for us either. No, yeah. it wasn't. Did you see that,
1: Jeff? I did. Uh, Tom, I thought it was oh, fun. And because it was supposed to be the... The, it was supposed to be Horror comedy-ish Yeah
2: That was gruesome as hell too
0: And Tony Goldwyn Was in it And so yeah. was John Gallagher Jr. Who we all like From yeah. Aaron Sorkin's Newsroom yeah. The Newsroom
2: Yeah And Michael Rooker I think Michael Rooker Has been in all of James Gunn's films And Sean He's in Yadu In the uh, yeah. yeah Sean In the uh, Galaxy yeah, movies.
0: So interesting. Right, okay, on. and then and then my. Yeah, so film, you wouldn't recommend
2: it. I no. I, I would. Rec- if you see a lot of horror movies and you see a lot of movies, if you only see one movie this week, see Maw. But if you if you go out to the movies all the time, yeah, I do, no, I yeah, do recommend. Yeah, but you can it. only.
1: You're going to see two movies this weekend. You would have chosen to see Godzilla.
2: Yeah, but I've been looking forward to Godzilla. I hadn't heard of Brightburn until, you know, a month or so ago. So who knows? All right.
0: Well, a movie I was totally surprised by is called Shadow, and it's Chinese, and it's by the great director Zhang Yimou, And you liked Great Wall. I remember this, Tom. But uh, I did not. Mm. I don't know if you did.
1: That was the Matt Damon one. Yes, Yes,
0: the ponytail movie. And so. I enjoyed his uh, House, of Daggers, yes, did, House of Flying Daggers. Yes, House of Flying Daggers. Yes, and he also did Hero. Well, he is back in rare form with this Shadow. It is. It takes place during the Three Kingdoms era, which is 220 to 280 AD. So we're talking ancient China. And it's that Wuxia action. I don't know how to accurately say that. W-U-X-I-A. It's it's Chinese fiction that takes place in ancient China, but it involves martial arts. Okay. This is one of the most beautiful films of the year. It's got probably the best action scene, uh, one of the best action scenes of the year, bar none. You
1: haven't seen John Wick, though.
0: No, I haven't. Uh, take away the CGI. Right. This is this is so brilliant. So it and it's, looks- It's
1: all stuntmen? Choreographed?
0: Yes, it's choreographed so beautifully. The action director is Dee Dee, who also did all Tarantino's action scenes for Kill, Kill Bill. Bill.
2: Mm, and he yeah. also did. Uh Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So
0: it's it's beautifully yeah. filmed. It's a it's just it's it looks like a black and white movie, but then there's streaks of blood. So that's the red element, and stylized. Uh, the yeah, it's very stylized. It's uh it, it's palace intrigue, mm-hmm. and it's interesting story because the shadow, the king is very weak, and they have lost their kingdom. To another rival, and the commander, who is the great general that is beloved, he was injured in the last battle. And so he is of failing health, but he doesn't want anybody to know that. And there's this commoner that looks exactly like him and he's the shadow oh dave and he this is dave (laughs) i know this is dave in ancient china and he becomes the uh the he he takes everybody thinks he's the 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 commander so this is dave with action yes and it's very interesting and the guy who plays both roles the the decrepit commander and the youthful virile Commander. This opens in St. Louis? Yes, uh, at the Tivoli on yeah. Friday. Tomorrow. It's called Shadow, and uh, yeah, Tivoli's going to have it. And it is uh, Deng Chao is the lead guy playing dual roles, and his real-life wife, Li Sun, is Madam, who's married to the real commander. And it's beautiful. And and
1: then uh, Albert Brooks shows up and fixes yeah. the books. And yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And the Sigourney Weaver makes fun of his penis.
0: And so <laughs> they decide to get their city back, Jing City. This is the Kingdom of Pi, P E I.
1: Isn't that Pay?
0: Or maybe it's Pay.
1: I I don't I don't speak. I should have looked it up.
0: I looked up how to say all these Chinese words <laughs> except that. And one. So except that one. So I was. But you uh, love
1: this. You could not stop talking. It's praises for a long time while I was at the hockey game. Yeah. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. This movie's so great. Ding, ding, ding. Well,
0: I didn't think you'd be paying attention. I wasn't until afterwards. And then there was 27 messages about it. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, okay. Dan and I were getting carried away. But Dan really wants to see it. I recommend it highly, especially if you are a fan of action movies with an artistic element, because this is one of those movies that's unforgettable. Now, I will say it takes a while to get started because you have to get the story. Well, see, that was
1: the thing about. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm. you had six amazing fights, and then mm. you had the whole love story in between there. And so some people really liked the love story, and some people really liked the fights. And you could, if you were a fan of either, you could just skip to those. But uh, one
0: question, subtitle or dubbed? It is subtitle. It's in Mandarin, and it's subtitled with English subtitles. And... Damn, I only speak Cantonese. <laughs> and it's, and it's uh, two hours. Mm -hmm. and uh, I how many fight scenes uh, there's there's a there's a really cool well they they do a lot of training so we got that but what's cool is the yin and yang which everybody recognizes, mm-hmm. that Tai Chi diagram, it's very integral to the to the part where they're going to use their feminine side to do the battle, and they have this weapon. I don't want to tell you guys because it's really cool. Fireworks. They use this weapon that uh, becomes lethal, but it's associated with female characters, and it's, it's really cool. So they have a lot of training and then they have a glorious battle scene that when they do the surprise element it's it's just magnificent and so anyway i was very captivated by it i encourage people to see it and i think at the year's end it's definitely going to be among those considered for cinematography yeah. You know, if, if, and
2: if people see it, I think when Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out, that was such a huge international hit that in this country, the Chinese period action films were very popular and hip for a while. They were, I think. But, but they made so many of them. I wouldn't be surprised if very few people see this movie you're, you're talking awesome. about now um, do you think, when it's in, in St. Louis.
1: When did China? When did this come out in China? Last year. Okay, so did they submit it last year for uh, Best uh, Foreign Film?
0: I don't think so. It won a bunch of festivals. It got some awards so at it's festivals. Not gonna, it's
1: not, well, then will it be nominated
0: next year? I would think it would be because there was another one not from sure. Beijing that was nominated for foreign because we, we saw some for the St. Louis International Film Festival. I think we saw China's well, the, entry. what my question is, yeah,
1: will, is it still eligible? Yeah, because oh. I think
0: it's having worldwide sure. release now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Don't ask me. Uh, yeah, I think sure. so. So Let's move on to the DVD releases. Yeah. We're going to talk about The Room? we going to talk about that later?
0: Oh, we're going to talk about that right later. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. no, let's do it right now.
0: Okay. We're, we're gonna. Tom's got a few special events coming up that I yeah. think uh, people want to mark on their calendar. So, oh, yeah.
2: Start with uh, Way Out? Oh, yes. I um, host a, a show, and I have since 2009 called, um, well, now it's called 16mm slash Super 8 uh, Movie Night. And I'll show a, a complete film on 16mm film a mm-hmm. complete feature which nobody shows movies on 620 minute film anymore no 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 a complete feature wow Yes.
3: Yeah, like not Burt edited Reynolds, at like, all. White... Not edited at
2: all. No. Didn't no. you just show like White Lightning? Oh yeah, I own a print of White Lightning. I, I belong to a club. My wife calls it the Old Man Movie Club, but it's really called the <laughs> Saturday Night Screeners. And uh, Phil Steinberg, whose son Mike ran the Webster Film Series for many years, he's sort of the president. He's in his seventies, and it's all these old guys. And we meet once a month, and somebody pulls out a sixteen millimeter print from their collection. We'll meet it in somebody's basement, and we'll watch these. Um, and Roger Burke, who's a good friend of mine, he has all the equipment. He has all the projectors and stuff. So we have access to maybe a 100 titles. And so we'll, we'll show one uh, every month. Now, last month we showed Billy Jack. Uh, that was one Roger owned. This one we're borrowing from Phil Steinberg. It's uh, The Beatles' A Hard Day's Night. One nice. of my favorites. Yes, yeah, so we showed Psycho a couple of weeks ago. Actually, of the,
1: yeah. Oh, go ahead. How's the sound? The sound a hard... is
2: always pretty darn good. I, I don't recall this ever having a problem with sound sometimes the picture's not good if you have a color print because with 16 millimeter film I think what film is it's you know two pieces of clear plastic with chemicals and between them so um over the years if it's if it's an unstable film stock those the blues and the yellows will tend to fade away and in, in what you've got is a red print uh-huh. they call them and if you're if you buy and trade 16 millimeter prints it's like is it an lpp which is a good color or is it a red print and the red prints are worth a fraction of what the uh, movies with good color are. We showed a print of dirty Harry a couple of years ago and I had borrowed it from a friend of mine who lives over Elton. And he's like, Oh, the print, the color's really good. He goes, well, at least last time i I watched it, it. Was well, he had left it somewhere in his house where I, in I the sun. Get, well, yeah, it wasn't climate controlled, right, so that it was just brown. It wasn't even red. It looked so bad. Uh, it was almost it was almost unwatchable. But usually the ones uh, that we show, the color ones are pretty good. Billy Jack looked pretty darn good last year. Of course, Hard Days Night's a black and white film, so you don't right. have to worry about it. No, we've never had any problems with sound
1: because that's a, yeah. that's a movie you want to hear as well,
2: right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's but that's seven o'clock at the Way Out Club. The Way Out Club is at twenty five twenty five Jefferson uh, right. At the corner of Jefferson and Grand And it's What's the free. date on that? That's this Tuesday, which would be um, June 4th. Mm-hmm. And then when that's over, I'll show. I'll I'll take over. Roger runs the 16 millimeter equipment. Then we'll take his projector down, and I'll put up my Super 8 projector, and I'll show the Super 8 Movie Madness, which is what I call these condensed versions of Super 8 that's movies. That's what I was thinking. Where of. they would take features. I mean, they would take. These were big in the 60s and 70s, as before VHS tapes came along as, as home entertainment. Um, they would take a movie like Wizard of Oz or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or or whatever, and they would condense it down to like 17 minutes and put it on a 400 foot reel of film, and they mm-hmm. would sell these things. It wasn't. It never really took off in this country so that's why a lot of people haven't heard of them nope i didn't hear about it until i went to one of your things oh well and but people loved it when i used to do super eight movie madness i would show a four-hour block of these things Uh i would show a dozen or more of these things and i would get huge crowds um i don't get the big crowds for the 16 millimeter like i I used to get for the super eights i don't promote them as much as i used to but um but i'll I'll show about an hour and a half maybe two hours of super eight movie madness after um the Beatles movie this Tuesday. All I right. was at
0: your uh, Batman Super 8 movie Madness, where you showed episodes of the Adam West TV oh, show. Oh, no, we showed
2: one episode. Well, the, yeah. that was Vincent Price night. That's oh, right. So that's Vincent right. Because we showed the Egghead episode. Because
0: you showed the Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Tim Burton short. Vincent, Vincent yeah, which, yeah, which is wonderful. The, which was so wonderful. 8. Yeah, you're right. It was Vincent Price night. And so it was fun. It was packed. It and, was packed.
1: And so also, uh, when. Uh, right before uh, we had the Oscar nominations for uh, the – can I just get what I'm trying to say? The Disaster Artist. Before yes. that, you had Tommy Wiseau at yes, Tommy, the uh, uh, Tivoli.
2: Well, I didn't. The landmark had Tommy Wiseau. But Ways you don't. were hosting. <laughs> yes, well
1: – And I yelled to you, yes. hey, Tom, good to see you. And it's Tommy
2: yeah, I remember no. that. Yeah, this is actually the fourth time we've hosted Tommy Wiseau. He comes every other year. So this is in the past six years. This will, be, this will be the fourth time he's been there. Now, last year, as you recall, it was a bit of a disaster, speaking of disaster mm-hmm. artist, It was about before the disaster artist came out. And I remember saying to Tommy, this is a, an aside, but I remember saying, have you seen the disaster artist yet? Because it had it was still six months or so mm-hmm. before it came to the He goes, yeah, I just saw it for the first time. I said, is it good? He goes, yeah, it's pretty good. And I go, Some people are comparing it to Ed Wood. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then he takes me aside. He goes, goes, who who is this Ed Wood guy? Because everybody keeps comparing me to Ed Wood, and I don't even know who this Ed Wood guy is. (laughs) So I, I spent like 10 minutes explaining to Tommy Wiseau who Ed Wood was. But back to the disaster that was two years ago, what happened was, we sold out in screen one, which seats 400. So mm-hmm. then we sold out in screen one, our screens two and three, which mm-hmm. that's another 300. So there's yep.
1: 700 people that showed up. Huge line after a baseball game.
2: Then. Yeah, and there was this long line, because Tommy sits at a table, and, and everybody wants to stand in line to get his autograph. And my job is to take the picture. So everybody hands me their cell phone. Mm-hmm. I take the pictures. They get their autographs. I hand them back the phone. Well, if you got, you know, five, 600 people wanting this, it just takes... And I think it was 2:30 a.m. for a midnight show. For a midnight show, by the time in one of the screens, at least, by the time we started the movie, and people were getting so mad, people were walking out, we people left. Were wanting their money back.
1: We left. We did um, not ask for our money back, but uh, we we left. They would have given it to you.
2: Um, this this year, they're going to try to streamline that and make sure that doesn't happen again. They're only going to show it in the big screen. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I, how they're going to get around it? I think they're going to start the autographing earlier and they're going to end it earlier. So this yeah, just give a block again. of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I,
0: Tom yeah. and I got to inter. Oh, that's June fourteenth and fifteenth, correct? Yes, that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, Tom and I got to interview uh, Tommy Wiseau uh, when he first came to the Tivoli, mm-hmm. and uh, it, we had a similar experience where I was only given twenty minutes to talk to him, and then he said to me, "You ask such good questions. I think I'm going to." talk to you more Lynn and then it went I ask you everything know, he I says needed that to to everyone. Well I know he does. I know he does. I'm not I'm not thinking that my questions were better than anybody else's. But um, he so I finally like had a you know like yeah, okay it, I've got everything I need thank you. Me.
2: And then Tom did do No no he he calls he called me I think and he goes this is Tommy Wiseau. You have twenty minutes of my time I'm like okay, I started. And then an hour later, I said, "Tommy, you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta make gotta dinner. Go. I gotta make dinner for my kids. I'm gonna have to let you I'm go." I'm doing buddy.
1: nothing. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it was it was fun. But Laura, at the time, yes. Laura Resnick said that he pretended to be the PR guy. Yes,
3: I heard that as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you call the same number and it's him, but okay. he's acting like he's a different person. And I
2: can't figure him out. I mean, I've known the guy. I've interviewed him a couple of times. I've met with I still can't figure out if he's in on the joke or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, it well has he has to be.
2: He has well, to be because he actually on some level he has to be, but I don't know.
0: Cuz I ask him, I mean cuz people are there to make fun of him. And so I ask him about that and he's like, oh. "No, no, no. Everyone loves the film." <laughs> yeah. And so he was that was when he had the bobblehead dolls. He had yeah, just had yeah. those made and so he said he was having fun with it. He mm-hmm. was well, he's making a ton of money oh, yeah, being yeah. this persona that people can't believe yes, exists. Yes, but he had a ton
2: of money. And they even addressed that in the disaster artist yeah. yes. nobody but no one knows, knows. where yes. it's yeah. from yeah Logan yeah. 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 goes to the bank and he's so sure this check is, is going to bounce and, 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 then... and the banker goes tick 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 oh this guy's got a bottomless
1: pit and it, <laughs> it, they, they say it's probably real estate
2: Well, I've heard. I've heard he was in the garment industry. Right, he's an export import. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Polish, I believe, which was a front for you know when
0: the the (laughs) the movie first came out as a midnight sensation in St. Louis because it had been in California for Mm -hmm. so many years. Midnight movies and all the celebs were going, and it was a big deal. Kristen Bell. Yeah, that's why she's at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she was
1: one of the ones that champion yeah, it yeah
0: and it was such a big deal when they they showed it to us critics at a morning screening we were howling with laughter yeah. and then if you've never seen it because people go oh, i've never seen it there's a youtube clip of uh, all the important parts of the mm-hmm. of the room but don't they give you a list of things to do during it like you throw yeah. the football around and, yes. goes by and
2: the plastic knows. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's very interactive. It's kind of like what Rocky Horror used to be, and yeah, people throw these footballs. I have to get up there and say, "Do not throw the footballs towards the screen. If you're going to throw a football, throw it up in the air or throw it behind you." They throw plastic spoons, only because there's this one shot of this. It's it is bizarre. It's dumb. A framed spoon. It's no a idea. a nightstand, and I don't know what it's about. No but one people does. People throw hundreds and thousands of plastic spoons. Will be flying up there. They know which lines to yell and yell back. And high it's a lot Mark. Of fun. Hi, you know, Mark. Oh, hi Mark. Yeah, but if you watch it on YouTube, I mean, it's not really a much of a fun movie to watch alone. You need to watch it with people. <laughs> yes. It's, it, yes. Yeah, it's a, oh, yeah. It is a group, yeah. experience, no is a
0: group experience, and it is unlike because people go, "Is it really the worst movie ever made?" And I go, "Oh yeah." Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are
1: three sex scenes on all unnecessary, and then people That's say, "What is a, what's what's it about?"
2: And I can't even ex- really explain we don't what know. the plot's about. He doesn't You're know. You're tearing me no, apart. There's a romance. And, uh, <laughs> and betrayal and something. And you know. and
0: wasn't didn't that actress just like get off the bus? Like,
2: yeah, supposedly, oh, supposedly.
1: Oh hi, doggy. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, it's good. And and the and the disaster artist I think
2: is oh, a yeah. good Wonderful. movie.
1: If it wasn't for James Franco's. Issues yeah. he would have won Best Actor. Yeah. He would have been nominated at
2: least. He yeah. was. He was
1: nominated. Not
2: for an Oscar. No. Oh for for right, 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 right. He right, won right, the right, Golden right. Globe. And, and then, then it Oscar came out. Came it came out, out a couple weeks later, and he was. He had a Me Too moment or scandal. And yes, and
1: then uh then uh Denzel got in Denzel, got in. Denzel took that, his spot, probably,
2: for which uh, yeah. James
0: McAvoy for Split should
2: have probably got. Yeah. His yeah. Slot. No. No. Yeah. But James Franco's brilliant. He, kept, he was yeah. good. He
1: would that. At the time, and if you heard those two on Howard Stern, uh, James Franco brought Tommy in to talk to Stern, and it goes on for an hour and a half, and it is
2: gold. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, good to know. Yeah,
1: good well, to remember know. when
2: James Franco won the Golden Globe and then Tommy comes up and tries to take the microphone away from James Franco and James mm. Franco just pushes him away? <laughs> that was really yeah, funny. That now, was... now, Tommy wanted Johnny Depp to play him in uh, the disaster. Oh, runs. Lord. That would have been another. Speaking of another train wreck. But see,
1: that'd be funny because he yeah. was in Ed Wood yeah. and then. Then yeah. it wouldn't have been you having to
0: tell Tommy about that. It would have been <laughs> Johnny right. Depp Tommy having would have known to tell. All about Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, and Ed Wood is actually one of Johnny Depp's best. Oh, yeah, I think
2: it it's a, it's a great is performance. Yes.
0: So uh, another favorite St. Louisan is going to be in an Amazon a Prime series starting tomorrow, or starting May thirty first. A John Hamm, and it's called Good Omens, and it's the Neil Gaiman, uh guy. Yes, it's,
1: my, it's Neil Gaiman, and it's. David Tennant, Doctor Who, plays the bad angel, and Michael Sheen plays a good angel.
0: Good angel. And then John Hamm's playing archangel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. And then. uh, The two
1: angels, uh, Michael Sheen and David Tennant, have to team up to save the world.
0: Yes, because they botch uh, Armageddon. And uh, Francis McDormand is playing God, Uh and Brian Cox is playing Death so nice. it's a six episode arc
2: i haven't seen brian cox on screen in a while well, well ha- oh you have to see
0: succession I won't. that's coming out for the second on hbo do you
1: know when it's coming out on the s- uh i don't know when it's coming out for the one second of the
0: season. most brilliant things uh, i've ever seen it's and it's political at
1: first- and it's sociological and it's Oh, well, I, I mean, don't watch television.
2: So I have many, relaxed. many decades.
0: At first, I thought, <laughs> oh. these people are so mean and vicious. I don't know if I can g- go through this. And then it just got twisty and turnier and delicious. And it was last summer, and it's produced by Adam McKay. Hmm. All right. Okay. Let's
1: quickly go over what uh, DVD releases
2: are out right oh, now. Oh, yeah.
0: That's right. Greta. Greta.
2: Greta. It was pretty bad. I saw that at the front when they had the screening. I think I gave it a one and a half star.
0: Yeah. Dan said it was one of the worst movies of the year. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's Chloe Grace Murat, uh, who I enjoy so much. Well, it's
2: Isabella Huppert, one, of the, one right. of the greatest actresses there is.
0: Just badly uh, conceived and executed. I is.
1: did not see it and refused to. Yeah.
0: But you did see the other one coming out uh, ne- uh, this week, which, well, it's already out because it came out Tuesday, Climax.
1: Climax. Yes. You have to be in a mood to see Climax. Yes,
2: Gaspar Noe's Climax. I gave that a pretty good review. I like Climax. I thought it was to, his best movie since Irreversible.
1: You have to be in a mood to see Climax. Yeah.
0: And it's pretty crazy, isn't
2: it? It gets really crazy. Because it's, it's hallucinogenic. And, but yeah. you know what? Well, that's what it's about. It's the about, dance scenes are fantastic. They're all professional dancers. And then they drop acid, and it's like... Then and then nuts. a child dies and that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well the child's screaming through the whole movie. Yes. The child's behind a door. Anytime you
1: and anytime they go to that part of the building yeah. you hear a child
2: screaming.
0: Well yeah. that sounds really nuts. Uh,
1: yeah. it's you have like I said you have to be in a certain kind of mood to see this film because it's not for everyone. No.
0: And then Lords of Chaos, anybody see that? No, it no. didn't play here. And A Vigilante.
2: I got that in the mail, but I didn't get around to watching it. And then little also little new while.
0: releases of South Park's complete se- s- 22nd season.
2: Oh, if my you're... daughter's
1: just now. Got... OK, so I won't show her the horror films, but she's <laughs> getting into South Park and because, you know what? That shows 23 years old now. And
0: yeah, so well, she's... I was one of those parents that let my children watch it. Okay, well. During the You're a bad person. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the movie. The movie's hilarious. No, seriously, that Planned show Canada. The R. Kelly it's, in the closet. I still say episode.
1: that South Park is the best social satire of the last 20 years. It's
0: won Emmys. It is. It has won Emmys. Social and-
1: satire of everything and they're not they're libertarian, so they don't care about the right and they don't care about the left. They just care about
0: making people laugh. And they do,
2: and they're like a singing turd or something. Yes, I've yes. never, I've never yes. seen South Park. Yes, except it's, yes, except for the movie.
0: Yes, there's there's quite a Mr. Hanky. Yeah, Hankey, Mr. Hanky. There's movie. quite a few uh, politically incorrect things in it. No, but uh, I, I'm also a fan of the Simpsons, so you know.
1: And now, and that Disney is probably going to make a second Disney movie because now our I second this, Simpsons right? movie because they said why not? And they're already doing the Bob's Burgers movie. They're talking about doing a Family Guy movie, so I bet another Simpsons movie is probably going to
0: be on the horizon. It's absolutely brilliant. They do live action Simpsons. Yeah, and and <laughs> uh, well, uh, so uh, what's coming up? Okay, Carl is immersed in the blues. I don't. Yeah. So not I want to talk about. I might see
1: Secret Life of Pets because that's on Tuesday, and there's you know, no, no game, game. on.
2: But Wednesday. that's uh, the Way Out Club show.
0: And I'm going to see Pavarotti documentary because you know I cover opera, so. And that's
2: Ron Howard directed uh, and, uh, that. and we just saw his daughter in that movie last night. Yes. And
0: uh, so, uh, Carl, tell us about some of the Gloria moments. I played uh, Gloria blues.
1: five times last night at the game.
0: Uh, at, at, on KMOV news last night, uh, Alexa Zotto was standing there by herself, and I heard Gloria. Nobody else was in there, and I go, Carl's playing it for the TV station.
1: No, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that they were in there. We we're just testing out the equipment. But the organist, Jeremy Boyer, played it as well. So it wasn't just me playing it. But I was actually on a 12 second early feed from everyone else in the stadium so i knew 12 seconds that we had won oh, yeah. and i had to wait for the video board to catch up and so and that's when i blew the horn yeah. for the goal sequence what's, and the, then bu- we what's the horn button look like so. it is a square box that is connected to a mm. foghorn
2: okay
1: but and it it, it is a uh, spring release so Mm. you have to press it down and Mm -hmm. it's much harder people want to press it with their finger you Mm -hmm. should press it with your thumb because it is very tightly wound and so i knew about it and then we and i gave it like a half a second after the horn was over and we went into gloria and then we played it twice and then the organist played it and then they played the video version of the ones that everybody in the blues front office did and then i played gloria again
0: I haven't seen the front office one. It's on Twitter. You should. Okay, so I'll look at that. One of the, uh, because everybody's going so crazy, NHL wanted to have it before the game. But it's not going to happen before the game. If the Blues win on Saturday night, they will
1: have the girl from America's Got Talent sing it and have a big sing-along after the game.
0: Kennedy Holmes. And then Gary Clark Jr. is going to be here on Monday. Right, so that's really cool. So the NHL and the Blues, in partnership, are going to have large screens downtown between Tucker and 14th Street yes. on market. Really? And it's free, and they'll have food trips. If features, you don't have tickets, right. And that because, the uh, obviously, the home game has tickets are $700, $800, $900. No,
1: they, um, at last chance, uh, the cheapest ticket for standing room only was $1,000.
0: Oh my god. See, Jump can, change. I don't understand that. I really don't. It's because but.
1: people had their tickets and now they are selling them if uh-huh. they cannot go.
0: Oh, okay. So, um, another thing is that I they're having be, I okay. will be working. Okay. okay. So, so when the Blues are are away mm-hmm. at the Garden in Boston, you are at the Enterprise Center right. and like they're replicating all the A diff- home game experience. Right. And everyone has been sold out yes and that's ten dollars except for season ticket holders it's five and five. you can only get first
1: come first serve right and i think game five is now sold
0: out you can yeah you can only get online tickets by the way too because my friend and i we thought memorial day we would just go there and get our tickets no. and go in but no it was sold out online so we went to grant's farm and that was a pleasant experience in the beer garden Did that cost? uh no it was free they well, capped to, it though you had 15 dollars to park though no no, they had free parking that free day? Free parking. Oh, wow. Yeah, free parking, pleasant people, all staff. We rode the tram to the beer garden. The beer garden food, FYI, is pretty reasonable.
1: Yes, it is. I, I like their fries.
0: And so we, we had a pleasant, it was a very family atmosphere. Did they give everybody two free beers? No. No, of course not. Everybody, uh, and we got to have our picture taken with a the Steel. Mm-hmm. which is awesome. So, Tom, what are you doing? For
1: You're not caring about any of this.
2: Oh, yeah, I am. Sure, I'm a well, classic uh, Fairweather fan. But I've seen Godzilla. <laughs> I already got my tickets for Godzilla at 7.30 on Saturday night, which is like the worst time because <laughs> I, th- the, I won't see any of the game unless it goes in overtime. Well, we don't a, want
0: to Well, really. the Tivoli is going to show the the, uh, uh, mo- uh, the movie, the blues It'll game on the big screen.
1: Really?
2: Yes. They're,
0: oh, they're
1: oh, yeah. foregoing
2: free. Wow. Free. Well, yeah, but they'll make they'll make it up at concessions. They better. Yeah, they sell beer. Yeah, they sell beer. Wine, yeah.
0: yeah, so you can get the Tivoli. So it's going to be Grant's Farm, uh, of course. Ballpark Village. Well, Ballpark Village also has a
1: baseball game going on next door. That's right. Yeah, but these
2: screens you were talking about set up on 14th Street. They're that's free, free right? Yes, okay.
0: free, totally free.
1: Yeah,
2: now that's
0: where I'm planning to be, unless I we move to the Tivoli because it's so chaotic and nuts. It starts at 3 p.m. and that's Kennedy Holmes. Yeah. Who's going to sing, who is going to be in the Muni's Footloose. Is she? Nice. Yes. How about that? Good yeah. Well, she's a movie. No. She's yeah. a movie. Um, I mean, she's a Muni kid, teen. Yeah. No. She and wasn't even a teen. Uh, she was a movie kid. Yeah, Muni kid. Muni kid. And then she got on AGT. Yeah. And so now she's, well, the voice. And she should have won. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry, um, I'm, I just like was I was so upset when she didn't win. So anyway, she is going to be at the Muni this summer, and I think her career is just going to be going up. But she is so excited. She's been tweeting about singing Gloria, Gloria uh, Laura Branigan's hit. The manager, Laura Branigan's manager, Kathy
1: was there at the game last night, or at the uh, viewing party last night.
2: Yeah, I I just want to say I'm glad Paint Your Wagon's going to be at the Muni this summer. Oh, because that's your Clint movie. That's
1: my favorite musical. It's your favorite Clint Eastwood performance. That's right, my favorite
2: Clint Eastwood musical right there.
0: Lee Marvin singing. <laughs> okay. But uh, Footloose is being directed by Christo- uh, Christian Borelli, who's won two Tonys. So that's a big deal. And everybody's like, why are we getting Christian Borelli, because he's so famous, uh, to direct Footloose? That was his first Broadway musical. Nice. So that's why we're getting him. And uh, the Gloria Bar in Philadelphia, some blues fans went and drove there to experience where the blues players first heard Gloria. No, I, I Did you hear this? My wife uh, is going to be there on Monday
1: What's night. the name of the bar? Uh, Jack's. Oh. Jt, JB. My wife is going to be there on Monday. They should just change the 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 Jacks
2: Bar. Yeah, they should just change the name of the bar, and that would probably help them out.
0: Well, the Blues Bar. So all these fans, and and so all these people have Blues jerseys on the whole place because Steve Harris at KMOV did a whole report. He Mm -hmm. went there. And he did a whole report about it, so that's pretty interesting. How everybody's going like? Crazy. In what city is that, bar Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia. My wife will be there on Monday, Monday night. Oh, okay. Wow, is Bring. she doing a special report? No, she's because they're going to be in New York, and I was I had to cancel that <gasps> trip because I didn't. That's right. So it
2: reminds me of a funny story, but it's a movie story, so you guys appreciate. It. When they made Gladiator back in 1999, mm-hmm. um, Oliver Reed was played a a part in the movie and on the last day of filming they all went to a bar to celebrate the last day of filming and Oliver Reed drank like 40 pints of beer because that's what Oliver Reed did of he was arm wrestling these sailors and uh, this was in Malta and uh, then he fell asleep in his chair nobody wanted to bother because bother, you don't bother a drunk Oliver Reed well about 2 or 3 a.m. and they're trying to turn on the lights and they somebody tried to wake up Oliver Reed and they couldn't he was dead
1: right he died
2: that's right so you so so they changed the name of that bar. You know what that bar is called now? Ollie's Last Drink. Aww. That's oh. the name of the bar in Malta. Ollie wow. In his chair. wow. That's a sad story. I think it's a great story. It it's is. a great story.
1: <laughs> Didn't they have to do reshoots around him?
2: Um, I think they had to dub in his voice in a, in a couple of scenes. Yeah, because yeah. The
1: principal filming was
2: over, yeah, pr- yeah.
1: but they still had to do a couple reshoots, yeah. and he had passed away. Yeah, he was just 60. In the yeah, early
0: 70s, he was in all those crazy Ken Russell movies. Yeah, he was. Yeah. The devil. Oh, and... they were just really. He was insane. in Tommy.
2: Yes. Wasn't he Tommy's dad? I think he was. Fiddle of,
1: no, uh, was he Uncle Ernie? Or is he Tommy's dad? No, because wasn't oh, wasn't
0: know. Keith Moon Uncle.
1: Yes, he uh, okay. fiddled okay, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes yeah,
0: yeah, You're yeah. right, you're right. So so um this brings us back to Elton John's cover of Pinball Wizard yeah. and Tommy. So uh we Let's uh, say goodbye. Yeah, let's okay. say goodbye. I'm Lynn Venhouse and I'm on all the socials. You can read me in the Times And I'm on KTRS every Thursday night. I'm with on K T R S every Saturday night with Max i Foisy,
1: Max I've never Amadis. been on
2: KTRS. Well, we so I'm Tom Stockman, We Are and come see me at the Tivoli every Friday night at midnight and come see me at the Way Out Club every first Tuesday of the month. Where are at you 7.
1: on uh, Facebook? Um well we oh, have a We Are Movie Geeks,
2: Geeks uh, Facebook page or my personal page. You yeah. can find me
1: at underscore Carl the intern on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And uh, enjoy, have a fun weekend. Go blues. Go yeah, let's go blues. Bye. Bye bye.